What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. Today, we're talking about the official confirmation of Call of Duty's next title, Modern Warfare 2. And by the way, I'm Elder Lord now. Let's get started. Which was that we are officially on a list for a breeder to get a doggo. Bad. So jealous. The reason I I say that uh, I I wish I could react to a reaction is because I put that in the boys group chat and Kevin put a thumbs down to my big, big news. Yeah, Matt sent a text and my response was a thumbs down because I'm not happy for him. And I said, I would laugh at your thumbs down because I'm getting a dog. Yeah, if if you don't know, most people know uh, my lifelong dream is to have a dog of my own. I've had six over the course of my lifetime and I want one just for myself. Me and Christy want a doggo and uh, Christy. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, she is never had a dog and we're going to change that very soon. Uh, it's just going to take her some time. You know what? Time has been had, but you know what? (laughs) I think, I think you don't know until you know, like, I don't, I don't think you, it's, it's something like you're not going to be comfortable with until you're living with the, like a dog, like on a daily basis, like you got to learn how to train it. Like you don't know how to do any of that until you have a dog. That's fair. That's a very fair point. Uh, no, and it's not, and that's that's an argument on your side. So you should just get a dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then <laughs> and it, it, I'm I'm thinking that's a fair point, just like from her perspective. Um, yeah. But it's just like it, sometimes, or at some point, we're just gonna have to bite the bullet here and do it. It is a wonderful. It's a hard. It's a hard thing. It's not. It's not like all sunshine and rainbows because you still have to take care of a, a living thing. Yeah, and that requires. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Feeding it, training it, picking up its poop, all sorts of fun things. But uh, dogs just are limitless love, which you don't understand how cool that is until you have something that does not care about anything that you did during the day, and you come home and it loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wait for the day and very happy for you. It's going to be a awesome addition to this little family that you started. It's a life change. So it's going to be a bit, we are on the list. Um, yeah. What's, what's puppy, look like the litter would be uh, born in June. No, July. So we would get it in September. Yeah. Eight weeks yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Yeah. What kind of dog? Golden Doodle. Nice. It's not Golden Doodle because Kelsey is allergic to everything. It's not so. the not the A one or the one A, but it's like one B. Yeah, I would have <laughs> also gotten a Golden because I, for those that don't know, I grew up with a Golden. She was the best dog of all time. So, uh, little princess. Next closest thing that we could get is a Golden Doodle because Kelsey grew up with a Schnauzer. <laughs> Schnauzers are fine. It's just not a golden, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's not a golden. I had a schnoodle growing up, a schnauzer and a poodle, and she was great. My mom has another one right now, actually. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. She's an interesting one. She's will forever be a little puppy. She's like eight now, actually. but still weighs like four pounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my eyes, all dogs are great. I'm very much a dog person more than a cat per- person, so... 
Um, you throw any dog in front of me and I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Well, um, that's a update. How about another update for me that pertains to this is that I started streaming. You did. Well, you did, you did. I had like a little spurt there. Now I'm thinking, you know, if people have some feedback, here's, here's kind of my initial thoughts, Kev. And I want to bounce this off YouTube. Yeah. Because my schedule is not, it's limited because I work full time. But I'm thinking that we should just start doing this where like we stream, we should just stream whenever we're playing because we, we don't have a ton of time to play. But when we do, it'd be really nice to just stream and, you know, let anybody that from Joystick that wants to come join and just hang out. Uh, we had a guy join on Friday. Um, Pokemon Hikage. Pokemon Hikage. <laughs> and uh, he came and helped me defeat a dragon. <laughs> so. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> that was very entertaining to watch. Um, I was actually at the gym watching that on my phone just to show, obviously, sport for your first official stream. Um, but I was, I got a kick out of that and, uh, I thought it was great. You had, I mean, granted most of the viewers were just like the boys hanging out and watching, but you had like six yeah. viewers the whole time that one yeah. random guy who came in and was like, yo, let me help you beat this dragon. And he comes, he's in like, like, Hey, I'm just hanging out. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, wait, let me join. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's yeah. do it. So random guy from Twitch chat comes in and joins and, and helps you get around, uh, the lands between. It was pretty cool. So um, I'm starting to think that we should just randomly stream. I'll have to throw it up on like Twitter and uh, and let people know. Maybe I'll start just streaming from joystick. I mean, whoever wants to join and come hang out. Not a bad idea. Not not not, uh, not bad. That was fun. It's not hard to set up. We can make that happen for sure. No. And then, I mean, I'd like to get something actually kind of scheduled, you know, like so people would know exactly a day when we're going to stream. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed that first well, experience streaming. It's fun. It's almost like you just, you kind of run straight it from this show straight into like a, a gaming portion and, and just keep the stream rolling and yeah. you just do it like Tuesday nights. And that's just kind of the thing. Um, obviously tonight's Wednesday, uh, we'll change up scheduling, but that could be a, a fun thing for us. I would have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. We could uh, definitely make that happen. Maybe next week on uh next tuesday maybe that be the the first dry run of making that happen so uh, it's just like roll straight into like a kill race or something like you guys give us ideas we we bounced these ideas like a, a long time ago uh when we first started the pod and like you know drinks and like a kill race or something <laughs> like maybe on thursday nights or something yeah yeah we could do that my newest thing that I've really been enjoying watching on Twitch is uh, uh, Elden Ring speedruns, and they're hilarious. I was watching a guy earlier today, and his goal, he's a level one, uh, and he had to finish. There's actually a challenge going on right now. There's like an actual like organized challenge between all the mm -hmm. speedrunners, and whoever has the quickest run by March 10th or by May 10th, um, it's a level one and you have to get all of the remembrances in Elden Ring. Okay. So it's essentially like you just have to beat all the bosses, yeah. um, like the main big bosses. And I think right now the leading time is two hours and four minutes or something. 
Um, hmm. But like your characters level one, your weapons are leveled up and you just go. And thinking about like, even just like the guy I was watching today, I think the best he did was like 238. And I was like, damn, it's like you are just trucking through all this. And the fact that somebody was able to do it in just over two hours, it's like, whoa, that is nuts. Well, I want to get, I want to get into headlines and I think we should yeah. because I, uh, because I really, I want to also talk about Elden Ring and some updates that we have for both you and I, uh, but headlines first, random stuff. We got a lot of Warzone content to talk about, a lot of Call of Duty content to talk about, and then we'll round it out with some Elden Ring. So I'm going to bring the first thing up. Um, goodbye, Artesian Builds. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> in peace. They uh, is not they a filed good for, Filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not ever going to root on somebody's downfall. I don't think that's a, a nice thing to do, a kind thing to do. But uh, I, now I can't even remember. Remind me exactly what they did. They, it was completely tone deaf. I can't remember what they did. They were hosting, oh, they, they were hosting a they giveaway were hosting, oh. for like their own creators that they work with. Essentially, like the affiliate program that they host. They were hosting a PC yeah. giveaway for those people. And the owner slash CEO of the company was live on stream nitpicking all of the different creators. And it's like, pull the name of like, oh, this person won. Uh, just kidding. They don't have. Oh, you're not big enough. Yeah, you're not big enough for a free PC. So screw you. And it blew up from there. Ultimately, they put in a bid to get acquired. They've now filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And see ya. That's one big, huge yikes. And I think I'm in the same boat as you where I'm never really going to root for somebody's demise. I think there's good in everybody, but also like it's not hard to not be a dick. And what goes around will come around. (laughs) Well, I think that's something that I've been thinking about about a lot lately, and I kind of like messaged you about it. But I think like the goal for this channel, too, and I would say you would probably agree with this, but I just think that this should be a community like this should be like, yeah, we're hanging out with the boys. It's casual. It's fun. Like we have a good time. But also like it, uh, you know, we're we're there for each other. Like people are. We want this community to be kind. We want like people to be cool. We want people to be nice to each other. Like yeah. it's not that hard. Like that's that's something that I want to build together for our channel. But I can't just like it's how tone deaf. How tone deaf. If we had to pick one rule, don't be a dick. Yeah, let's just make that our motto. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's not hard. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Um. Okay. Headline number two, I wanted to throw this in here. I threw this in here last minute uh, because I thought it was really cool. So Ludwig, uh, who is a very big streamer, he just moved over to YouTube from Twitch. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, hosted a poker tournament live with some of the biggest creators. Oh, I saw something about this. Yeah, so it was on Monday night, I believe. It was like Sunday or Monday. I don't remember exactly what day, Um, but he hosted a tournament. There was like a dozen creators uh, Phil Helmuth was actually one of the people who participated. He's a professional poker player. He's won 16 World Series of Poker bracelets. Uh, if you don't know, you get a bracelet for winning in the World Series of Poker. Like in other sports, you get a ring. Um, so that's just kind of like their thing. But he has won the most out of any person of the World Series of Poker at 16. Um, so it's cool for him to participate. That's wild. He did not win. Um 
It was actually um Was this the one that Ninja and some of those guys were in? Yeah, so some of the the big kind of headline names uh were XQC, Mr. Beast, obviously Ludwig was the one who hosted. Um Ninja was in it, Bill Helmuth, who was the, the actual poker pro, um, among others. But the girl who won, uh, I believe it was Alex Botez who actually came out on top, but Mr. Beast was also up like four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars. Um, so lots of money being thrown around and it was a cool thing just to be streaming on YouTube, just this big poker tournament that Ludwig decided just to to put together and um have a good time with. So got a lot of views and I just thought it was something cool, something that you don't necessarily see um a lot. There's I know been a lot of talk recently just about like gambling in the gaming and streaming community and everyone has their own opinions, but I think this was a a cool, I guess, sanctioned way to go about having some hype around that. So just wanted to mention that and bring that up. That's interesting. I think there's a whole, uh, I think it kind of ties into us too. We're into sports and Mm -hmm. uh, sports gambling is becoming a lot more normal. I'm not a a gambling person, so I don't normally gamble, but it's always interesting to see what what people are doing with it. So definitely uh, it's funny to watch other people throw their money around. I completely agree. I personally do not bet on sports. When I was working in the NFL, I was not allowed to. So that's kind of where I just stayed out of it and I haven't never gotten into it and don't plan to, uh, but it's fun to, uh, to talk to friends about it and see what they're betting on and just be like, okay, cool. Glad I didn't lose my, that kind of money. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine myself doing that. No, 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 no. I, that's not my thing, but uh, you know, some people Think love so. it. Um, but you know what? If that's your thing, absolutely. People make a lot of money off of it. And if you've got the money to, to spend and you've got the, the additional income, absolutely. If that's what you like to do. Um, all right. Next up, um, Saikuno actually is moving over to YouTube gaming. So he's a big Twitch creator. Um, so he's another one of the the top names on Twitch who's making the move over to YouTube. And that was announced on Monday. Yesterday was his first stream and he's now officially exclusive to YouTube gaming. So YouTube has once again nabbed another one of Twitch's top names. Um, been, been a trending topic. and from some of the whispers that have been uh, that we've heard from some of the other large creators. I even think Saikuno himself on his first stream on YouTube had made mention that he knew of at least five other big names who were planning to make the switch to YouTube. So we could see a wave of bigger names making the, making the switch over to the platform. So this is also interesting. I don't know if you saw this and we don't have it in our notes. This was something I was going to, like we were going to talk about, but um, did you happen to see Dr. Disrespect's tweet too? Yeah, I did. I did. He, uh, in classic doc overreaction fashion, he decided, <laughs> I, I forget exactly what he said, but it was along the lines I, I of, have it. yeah, if, if you want to actually hear, I can pull it up and I can even show it on screen. Um, but if you want to, to lead this, go for it. I can I can say it. So he he said I had to unfollow, and then he tags YouTube Gaming. They don't support us one bit. Why would I support them? Ha 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 ha! Such a phony industry I'm in. Yeah, I've I've got it up now. Um, but just like classic, 
classic doc overreaction of he's not happy so he's just gonna unfollow and just take the petty road <laughs> and it matches his brand so well i absolutely love it oh um, yeah but just like looking through the replies here youtube gaming obviously didn't reply to this but i would imagine this has because it got some attention i would imagine this has uh at least started some sort of conversation with uh with youtube gaming and hopefully they're resolving any sort of issues that he has um because the following that that doc has created with uh with midnight society and just everything that he's built in his production value in the audience that he he carries every stream youtube would be crazy to lose that and i don't think that he has an official contract with them. The reason why he's on YouTube is because he was banned from Twitch. He can't go back to Twitch. So I like, is it look, is it kind of, I'm like kind of sad for him and that like, he isn't getting one of these big contracts. Yeah. I don't know what he did to like distance himself. I don't know how he got banned from Twitter. That's the whole thing. I can't wait till that comes out. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that's ever going to come out because that has, it's been so long now and we still, don't officially know what happened the the thought in the rumor is that he was he was doing an IRL stream and he ended up walking into a bathroom live on stream um and that is what the rumor is why he got banned but like full on permaban i don't know uh oh there are there are people who have done worse things on stream and are are not permabanned than that so who knows i this has been kept under wraps for so long that i they've been wrapped up in legal battles that doc hasn't said anything twitch hasn't said anything i don't know if it's ever going to come out also i don't know if it's going to be anytime soon because it's already okay at least a year more than that i think well maybe we'll see did you also see that he um announced a pick at the draft mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see and that that's another cool crossover that i think we should continue highlighting is that yeah the I, gaming and sports and professional organizations keeps happening it's pretty pretty fucking cool <laughs> i i completely agree with you the gaming industry is just absolutely continuing to grow and it's that intersection of of video games and mainstream media and we continue to see it big event after big event um our our even just our next um topic here was that one of the draft rookies notre dame uh wide receiver i think kyle hamilton mm-hmm. um his suit, tight end is he a tight end um his sure. his suit for draft night was a navy suit with pinstripes and the pinstripes had uh special ops actually like it was the the it was the pinstripes written out as the pinstripe yeah. Yeah. uh and it was a deal with call of duty um darren Ravel had tweeted about it and somebody it was actually i think it was merc who responded and was like darren like what do you think a brand deal like this would cost and darren had said probably around 50k which i think is probably pretty accurate i would say anywhere between 50 and 100 um just for the fact that it's one night those those like one night brand deals for draft night typically come with like whatever sort of pr stunt similar to that um Mm -hmm. and then i'm sure there were social posts and anything included in that um so yeah he was probably right right around that like 50 to 
75, maybe 100K, depending on what else was included in that. But that's pretty crazy. It's a draft night is a huge opportunity for these kids to just continue to make more money. Um, and it, it'll be curious too to, to take, keep an eye on drafts just in general as we continue to, to get deeper into the NIL era of college sports oh, yeah. with name, image, and likeness and, and athletes being able to make money off of themselves. Um, this is a whole rabbit hole. I'm not going to go down right now. We could spend a whole episode talking about this. We um, Maybe we should. I, it would be interesting. And we could come up with, uh, I would imagine, some pretty good uh, examples of just NIL deals within the gaming industry, even up to this point. But I think that I'm I'm curious to keep an eye on this um, and not even just gaming, just in general of like where and how are these like one day sponsorships going to be affected by NIL and mm-hmm. is it going to continue to increase them or are we not going to see as many because athletes are already making money off of their their name and so they're not going to be like, oh, I'm now out of college. I have to make as much money as I possibly can starting now. And mm-hmm. they're just going to be accepting every deal under the sun uh, because that's what you would see, too, with some of even like the younger guy or not the younger guys, but the guys who um, weren't necessarily predicted to go first round or some of the later round guys, they would take deals that are with smaller companies for smaller mm-hmm. amounts. It's like if these guys can now make more money at, let alone more money. If they can just make money in college yeah. now, they may think that, you know what? I've already been able to make this. Uh, my worth is higher than this small deal. So I, yeah. I, it's a huge topic. I'm I'm very interested. Um, have a lot of opinions on this. I think we could easily spend a whole episode on this. Well, we won't for now. I've already derailed us enough. I know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very actually a good transition though, because we were talking about, um, call of duty sponsorship with Kyle Hamilton. Let's go into modern warfare Two uh, because we officially have gotten the announcement that, uh, modern warfare two is the next call of duty. And I am pretty freaking pumped about it. Okay. Can you say the quote that they said? I uh, can't find it. Which one are you talking about? They basically just said it's going to be the most, what was it, the most advanced Call of Duty of all time. Um, yeah, so it's, again, it's going to be, because of it's Warzone 2, it's going to be, it will continue to be a, a free-to-play battle royale. Um, they're saying there's going to be groundbreaking innovations, and the the company described this sequel to the 2019 modern warfare as the most advanced experience in the history of the franchise. Um, so we'll see if it's more advanced than advanced warfare. Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm pumped about this because this, I believe if I'm not mistaken, um, modern warfare two is being developed alongside of Warzone two. So it's going to be built from the ground up. This is not them just reimagining the modern warfare engine. This is going to be a completely new game um, that we've talked about extensively that they have the opportunity to take all of the good that's in Warzone and call of duty right now, bring it into this and change up a lot of the bad because 
we all know just from experience playing, there's a lot of bad and there's a lot of things that need to get addressed a little bit that they have a huge opportunity in front of them to do. So I'm pumped about this. This is awesome. Modern Warfare 2 is one of the best CODs ever made. Um, I want them to bring back the ACR and the intervention. And I think those will be the only two guns in my hands for that entire year or two years that the title's around because I, I don't know. I could, I could go on and on and on, but I'm very excited for modern warfare too. So it got me curious because I was, I wanted to see if, um, if the stats were still available on like cod tracker. Yeah. Because I think modern warfare two might've been either one of my most played cods of all time i played that game so much that was the game that you and i went to the midnight release of and about it yeah we brought it home and we had to sleep over that night at my mom's house in the basement we had tv set up side by side and we raced the campaign as quickly as we could i think i ended up winning that by a couple minutes (laughs) yeah we just had a blast with it. The amount of time that both you and I put into that game was just nuts. And I'm, ex- like 6 I'm excited for them to come out with this new version of it. Uh, I was excited for Modern Warfare when it was released in 2019. Uh, I'm definitely even more excited for this one just because of the, the nostalgia of the Modern Warfare 2 brand. I've got the animated logo ver- reveal up on screen right now. And it's just like looking at this just takes me back to the opening sequence of actual oh, yeah. modern warfare 2. Oh. So, I'm I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. Um and in it the way that they're differentiating it in text is that I, I believe the first one was modern warfare and then the roman numeral 2, so it's the two lines. Um this one is modern warfare and the number 2. So like mm-hmm. that's how they're actually differentiating it. The logo still has the two roman numerals, but whatever. Um, so yeah, this, this is going to be fun. Dude, big time excited. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for more. I want more things to come out about it. I want more details. I want to figure out, do they have a timeline at all? Probably um, next year. Yeah, I think next year, um, they have obviously don't have a release date out yet. Um, if we're going based off of the, the actual, launch cycle i believe Mm -hmm. they confirmed that we're not getting a new one this year i Uh, honestly i hope not but like it'll be next year in november if i'm tracking properly what i don't fully remember though is if they said we're going to get a new cod this year and then for another two years we won't or if it's we have uh, Vanguard for two years. I don't remember. It's it's either going to be this November or next November, just based off of Call of Duty's typical launch cycle. Um, yeah. But it's confirmed that the next title is Modern Warfare 2, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to see this come to life. Uh, just for the sake Make of... Make it good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For Please. the sake of the fact that they have a huge opportunity in front of them to build this from the ground up. And, and they've confirmed that is what they're doing. Uh, the fact that it's modern warfare too, and there's already huge, huge established IP for the game. And a lot of people love this game. Um, 
And you know what? That ultimately might end up being its downfall where they're going to be comparing it to the original Modern Warfare 2. Um, that will ultimately happen. It's inevitable at this point. Um, but if they can make it even better than what Verdansk was, boom, right there. You got a winner. And the biggest issue that they're facing and they is Call of Duty, at least right now, is that they're losing their player base in droves. Um, in absolute droves. You talked about this, but I'm going to let you touch off on this. Um, but what's the what's the actual number that they had come out with and saying that no. they, they've lost their player base? It was basically they've lost 60 million viewers versus last year. Or not viewers, sorry. Act, 60, active players, right? 60 million active players. It's crazy yeah. versus last year. Um, oh, here we go. Hold on. I'm going to pull this up um, because I want to, I want to. Okay. Yeah. So they had 372 million monthly active users as of March 31st, which is down from 435 million uh, last year. That's a game spot. Um, but yeah, yeah. 60 million. I mean, that's insane. That's, that's, a lot. Honestly. Also, here's the here's the revenue number, Kev. They went from 2.28 billion last year. <laughs> That's so nuts. To 1.77 billion. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um That's interesting. That's a that's a big decrease. I think there's a lot to be said. The numbers don't lie ultimately. Vanguard, yeah. Vanguard is not as successful as people would have hoped. Um, it's very obvious. I think that Caldera as a map has underwhelmed. I don't want to say it's flopped, but it's underwhelmed. I mean, they basically just said, now this isn't Warzone, but like, I can't remember who, I'd have to find the quote, but it basically said that Vanguard failed. It failed to meet expectations. Uh, I mean, it's nice to hear them like admit that. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was <laughs> this was the interview that we had talked about. Excuse me, I think this was like a month ago, and the devs ultimately said, "Like, this is a failure. We recognize this. We're trying to fix it, but ultimately, the engine itself is so fucked that we can't completely fix it without having issues to just the overall game in in that would translate to the player that we ultimately have to focus." all of our assets on Warzone 2 or otherwise we just continue to have a problem. Um so yeah, they they re- they recognized it for sure. Um it's a whole issue and Matt's internet just went down. So um I'm going to take this solo just for a few seconds here. But what I want to talk about at least for right now is um where we're at with Warzone right now and this whole Godzilla versus Kong storyline is really interesting because it's just been a lot of hype and a lot of lead up to it. And we don't really know how it's going to turn out. Um, what we've seen is that it's going to be very focused on the storyline of, of Godzilla versus Kong and the whole movie. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but the trailers, all of that. Um, 
what ultimately I feel like this is end up going to end up being is a cash grab. Um, and the the patch notes for the update that came out today were very reminiscent of that in the fact that the Owen gun has been, been very, very good over the course of the last update, season three in general. Um, and the problem is that we didn't ask for a buff to the Owen gun. Ultimately, people said, you know, the Owen gun should probably be nerfed. Uh, they came out and they buffed the Owen gun today. And it wasn't a big buff. It's I think they just increased the minimum damage from like 30 to 31 or 32 or something. It's it's not that exact number, but it's something similar there. And with this new update that's coming in the next few days, I think in about a week um, there, if you buy all three of the skins, so any of the, the packs in the store, if you buy all three of them, you get a legendary blueprint and guess what gun it's for the Owen gun. So they're going to hype this whole thing up, get you to buy the guns or make you want the, the badass blueprint that's going to be coming out and ultimately it's only going to be available if you purchase all three of these so you got to spend what sixty dollars for this cool blueprint and that's how they're just going to make money off of this um and i think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from for activision and call of duty in general in they're not necessarily caring about the game itself and what the player base is saying their primary focus is on making money. And I get it. Look, this is a business. Activision is a multi-billion dollar company who is always going to be very much focused on making money first, as any company is. But there's a fine line in the gaming industry where you have such a following that is so supportive of you. If you're not going to show support back, then you run into issues. Um, it's very, very prominent in uh, the Warzone and Call of Duty community. I think there's a very vocal minority on social media, especially Twitter. If you go on Twitter and, and you read anything, it's a lot of it's very negative. But if you if the overall player base in general, um, I would say is is kind of in the middle. I, that's at least where I see myself. Where um, I'm in the middle on a lot of the things that Call of Duty does. I agree with some of it. I disagree with others. Um, it's kind of like its own gaming industry's version of politics, and it just kind of is what it is. So is this ultimately going to be a cash grab? Um, who knows? There's Everybody's got an opinion on it. I think that ultimately, yes, the skins are pretty fucking cool. If you ask me, uh, the Godzilla one is a lot cooler than the Kong one, um, but everybody's got a preference. Um, and we're going to continue to see Call of Duty do this into Warzone 2, I think. I mean, look at Fortnite. You've got a game that's been around since 2018, I think. Um, ultimately, they continue to find success in creating partnerships around the Fortnite IP where they have Marvel characters in the game and everybody wants their favorite superhero and all things like that. The John Wick skin, the, the um, Thanos event that was in, I don't even remember what chapter that was in Fortnite. It was like chapter three or chapter four. Um, <clears throat> it's all over the place. So 
that's not going to change. So if you don't like the the Godzilla versus Kong thing, you're just going to kind of have to deal with it and realize that they're going to keep doing this. And it just kind of is what it is. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, don't. Um, that's the beautiful thing about a free to play game. You don't have to buy whatever they put in the shop. Um, and they've continued to show that it's a very good way for them to make money by doing that. And I'm ultimately, yes, I'm excited to, to see how they play the storyline out. Um, I think it was true game data who, who said on Twitter today that they, he like hopes that, uh, the storyline ends up with, uh, Kong and, and Godzilla coming up over peak, destroying peak, and then a big Krampus pops up and just RKOs the two of them. If you don't remember Krampus in Call of Duty, it was the bane of, I think, everybody's existence because it was the, the holiday season and the special. And ultimately, it was awful experience-wise. Uh, Krampus would hunt you down and just find you all over the map, cause all sorts of uh, ruckus and in, in draw enemies towards you. And he would just hit you once and you just like go down and die. And uh, it was awful. He was in the game for like two weeks after Christmas too, which uh, was terrible. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to, to see how they incorporate Godzilla versus Kong into the Call of Duty storyline that they've already have with all the Nova 6 gas and, and everything. But some of the things that I actually do like that they've started to implement into the game are the updates that they've made before this whole event that's coming, which mind you, we still haven't seen what the whole Godzilla versus Kong is going to look like in game, but we've got an update to peak. Um, the overall, the map is lighter. Hello, Matthew. Welcome back. I've just been riffing this whole time. Um, the map, the, the map is darker actually. Uh, so you can see there's less foliage. Um, hello, Matt in chat as well. Your message was held for review. So I just accepted it because apparently our moderator doesn't like that. Krampus can eat his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, what else? There's a lot of gun balancing that's happened. Um, and I just I think overall the pace of Caldera has changed in the last week. Uh, There are the redeploy balloons everywhere. So you're able to get around the map faster, which is awesome. Um, Ultimately, we do still find ourselves playing Rebirth more often, though. Um, It just that fast pace, close quarters combat experience, I think, is just a little bit better. And you don't get that in Caldera as much as you got it in Verdansk. Um, Verdansk was obviously still very much more spread out than, than Rebirth is, but I think with Rebirth being a much more enjoyable experience than Caldera, people are flocking to that map and you see it on a lot of the, the polls that are happening on like the modern war zone and Charlie Intel Twitter accounts that they're having polls on, on those accounts with like 30,000 votes and 75% of the people who vote in that are saying that they're playing Rebirth Island instead of Caldera. That's a problem. That's that's part of like what we were talking about earlier with just like the, the changes that need to happen and them saying Vanguard failed. And I think Caldera kind of is looped into that. Um, Yeah. Sean makes a good point too. in that the early loadout makes it much more tolerable when they took the early loadout out. That was awful. 
Caldera had no pace and you couldn't get around the map because you had to run everywhere and because there were no redeploy balloons at that point. And then when you were running around the map, you couldn't see anybody because all the foliage around and the sunlight was awful. They fixed all of that now and it's a much better experience, but it was just all compounding against each other and just made it awful. And it's taken people out of it. People don't even bother with trying to play it anymore. Well, see, I mean, they lost 60 million uh, players versus last year. I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. there's your number right there, but I mean, um, there's good reason. I mean, we talked about this last week or not last week, two weeks ago. And you look at the Twitch categories for the, the most viewed categories on Twitch. Just chatting is always going to be number one. Warzone for a while was right there at top five. I don't even think Warzone touches the top 10 anymore. You got people going to, to Apex and Valorant and Elden Ring that was a, and all kinds of different other FPS games that where's Warzone? And that was the point I was going to make too, is because uh, like if you saw Nick Merck's like this week or last week or something was like, listen, it was a short clip. It was just like, listen, mm-hmm. if you're playing Warzone right now, like that's scratched. Like yeah. he's like, Apex is in in an amazing place. Like competitive fuels, basically, is like the competition and everything. Like gets me fired up. Like uh, Valorant is going well right now. There's like there's just other options. Like so, uh, you know, if they, they threw a Caldera, it didn't work. Uh, it wasn't polished. Now there were parts of it that were fun, and it was fun to have the new map, but clearly it was rushed. And that's my whole argument behind what we've talked about so many times, like Battlefield. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. These people, like, like Warzone has had holding power. People still want to play Verdansk, and, like, just the concept of Warzone and Battle Royales has holding power. But if you rush the game, you lost $60 million. for For a big company like Call of Duty or Activision, like, that's... That's a that's a big huge loss. Yeah. But don't you still have players that are gonna play it, keep improving the game like they're doing right now. Like good changes have happened, and then release a polished Modern Warfare 2 that brings back the nostalgia and you have people hooked again for another like two years. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And one of the points that I was hitting on while you were dealing with your internet was the fact that, you know. Godzilla versus Kong is ultimately going to end up being a cash grab with all the skins that you can buy related to it. Uh, I know I had mentioned to you earlier that the Owen gun buff has come before you can get a Owen gun blueprint by buying all three of the packages, which is bullshit in my honest opinion, but that's not going to stop. So these cash grabs are going to continue to happen where they need to put a lot of their focus on is making a game that's a good experience to get that player base back and i think this is the first time since since warzone has been released that they've seen such a drastic dip in in their concurrent players that i do think that this is an oh shit moment for them and they're really going to hopefully going to keep my fingers crossed here actually put some effort into building a good experience first rather than trying to just get as much money as possible in mm-hmm. the aesthetics adjust the cycle yeah like if you feel like you need to release this game every whatever whatever it is adjust the cycle yeah. i mean i know you're a big company but you can you can do that if if if, if it's player first it's a player first mindset what we're asking for yep and it's it's great to hear that um we are going to have the 
updated cycle, which they've confirmed. Uh, they confirmed that a while ago, and we've talked about it before. But um, that is ultimately, I think, going to be very good just in general for the game and the franchise and Activision just in general. I, I think having a good experience will bring in more players, which will ultimately end up making you more money. Uh, yep. Pretty much. People won't dip out to these other games. Rip. All right. Nah. Speaking of other games, though, uh, let's talk about Elden Ring because Ooh, I have an update. And as that I am it. officially an Elden Lord, you can call me Lord Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's more than that, Kevin, because that would have been the big news. But now tell, tell the people what you've been doing. The plebs. Um, so now I'm just bullying my way through New Game Plus <laughs> um, because I'm overleveled. And what I need to do is, is essentially just get to New Game Plus 2 because I think that's from my level is where I should be. Um, so I am just trucking my way through right now, going from boss to boss. Not quite a speed run, not, not the two-hour speed run that we had touched on earlier. Um, but ultimately, from like overall storyline, I am now further in the game than both you and Matt. And I think in New Game Plus, I think I've played a total of like four hours or five hours. Um, and just overleveled. Just absolutely trucking my way through it. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun to walk into the Godric fight and just be like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And see ya. See ya. And like, I remember the, when I, the first night I started, it was in, in our group chat. I was like, okay, I'm going to go straight to the tree sentinel tree sentinel dead straight to market Margaret's dead straight to God or Godric Godric's dead is like just going back and forth back and forth and then now now that I'm going through the the new iterations of the games is that I have the mental notes of where I actually need to go so like storyline wise I am progressing through Ronnie's storyline just because um I finished you did you finished Ronnie's storyline story? good um so like all of that is he like getting into Rai Lucaria, I knew exactly where to go to get the Glintstone key. So like that was super easy for me. I went straight there, got the Glintstone key straight through there, went killed <laughs> Renala. I was like, this is so easy. Like, let's go. Yeah. I need, I need a, a little bit more of a challenge again. So, uh, before I start a new game plus I I'm, and I know you're the same way. I very much like to focus on getting all the achievements in a game like this. Um, so I went through, made sure I had killed, uh, all the main bosses and gotten all the remembrances. So, um, I have all of those. I have every achieve. I think I have 38 of the 42 achievements in total. Um, so I think there's there's two or three more endings that I need to get achievements for. So each of like my next, I'll probably do at least two, maybe three more playthroughs, each with a different ending. And then once you get all of the endings, then you get like the official Elden Ring achievement where it's like the the 100 percent achievement like you you've gotten all the achievements basically um and then we'll see what happens with uh with any dlcs that come out and all of that but i'm still continuing to enjoy it and uh it's been how wild a lot of fun i mean i'm 115 hours in i think or something like i've i'm up there in hours um where are you at i want i want to know what's the update on storyline what what's your level what's your hours played all of that because i know you've been enjoying it quite a bit lately 
Was it you that asked me, or was it somebody else that asked me about uh, time plate? Um, I think we talked about time plate a little bit. Where, what are you at right now? I think my buddy Pierce asked me about it. I'm at 40 hours. Okay. I'm 115. But also, we got to think that I sunk a good amount into my Xbox. That's true. One, you, you started on console. How, do you know how many hours you had on console? No. Interesting. Okay. Um, no. I mean, you were... Um, what level were you up to? I was like 50 something. So you had put some time in right before I, I was like about to go do the, the bird, uh, rune farm is what I was about to go do. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'm like one, one thirty eight or something now, I think, um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't played it in like a week, so I'm a little bit behind, but um i'm trying to think of where i'm at i finished the uh what's her name ronnie the ronnie storyline yep you've got that now i'm just sort of like trying to go kill bosses oh i'm in uh i'm in um volcano manor there you go you've got to get i'm um, in volcano manor you've got to get to rickard and beat him so I already did two out of the three of like the, the I had to go kill the NPC. Like the, yeah. I just summon the people. Turn into a very hunter. easy. I think I'm also over leveled. So we're going to see how hard Rickard is. Yeah. Um, um, Matt said that he's at 67 hours. Um, so he's kind of right there. Um, Volcano Manor. When you get to Rickard, you've got to make sure that you go. Um, to your right, like right when you go into the boss area and there's a serpent hunter spear that is just oh. like sitting there. It's a weapon that you can get. It's literally just sitting there and it's super easy to miss. Um, but use that for that fight because the ash of war on that is like a huge, um, it kind of looks like a tornado that comes out of the front of the spear and it hits the snake and it's like the snake. It's like the easiest way. And it only works. The Ash of War only works, I believe, in that actual room. Um, so it's like the weapon to use to kill him. So when I did it, I actually went and got the uh, the spear and I tried to kill him. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was also under leveled at that point. So I went back and I leveled up the spear and I used that. And ironically enough, that's actually the spear that a lot of the speedrunners use for just like their overall runs. And it's really good, too. Um, so I would highly suggest figuring he out. Looks, you good he there? looks nuts. I, yawn. I, have, I think I can't I can't I can't stop yawning. I'm also sleepy, but holy I haven't seen Ricard yet. Oh, yeah, he's a big snake with like seven heads. Little slither little snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> uh, yeah. So highly suggest going in uh finding the, the serpent hunter spear because that is one hundred percent gonna make it a lot easier. Well, okay, I'll have to do that. Um Um good luck with the Fire Giant too. Fire Giant took me a long time. <laughs> kind of a pain in the oh ass. that's the one oh you were oh yeah i remember you being really mad about that one <laughs> yeah that one i think i was stuck on the fire giant for like a grand total of like six days him and estelle are the two bosses in that game that i despised because it, it took me so long to beat estelle i was under leveled for 
and it took me forever. I was in the same situation where I would just like end up going back to that fight and then get frustrated and go do other things. And that was like four or five days that I was stuck on that. Um, yeah. Commander Nile was another one that was really hard. He is in um, Castle Soul in the mountaintop of the Giants. And he is actually um, a lot of like the websites and article like Deserto and GameSpot and mm-hmm. all of them actually say that Commander Nile is is like the hardest fight in the game. It, they'll tip they'll typically say Melenia or Commander Nile. Interesting. One A one B hardest fights in the game. Huh. Well, the prob- I'll have a lot of time next week to to do that. So the problem so with Commander Nile is that um he is very strong himself, but he also summons two knights. So it's one on three. If you summon, it's two on three, but they're just like absolute tanks. They take a lot of damage. They deal a lot of damage and you got to kill both of them before you can even touch him. Otherwise you're screwed. Oh, that's, that's a big yikes for me. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough fight. That one took me a long time too. Um, well, I'll be playing on Sunday. Actually, I don't know if I have time this week, but I think that's all we got, buddy. That's all we got. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, appreciate everybody jumping in here. Uh, we were up to like six or seven viewers today. Uh, yeah. had, had some uh, had some issues with uh, some some tech on Matt's side, but that's okay. Uh, I got things figured Normal. out. We kept the show rolling, so I hope you enjoyed my solo little riffing there. Um, but thank you for joining us. And uh, we're going to have a poll down below in the description. Make sure you check that out in the VOD. And uh, thanks for listening on the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, like this video. Matt is ready to play Rebirth. We can hear him in chat. And uh, we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Hey. Bye. I've been playing with my knife this whole time. Matt was timed out by stream elements. <laughs> Wait, why is these messages are getting deleted? <laughs> and Jay, I gotta fix the SC moderator. <laughs> That's hilarious. No more, Gypsy. We had 16 total views. Nice. In case you're wondering, uh, I had my, I pulled up my COD tracker in the middle of that episode. I am top 0.8% in kills. Nice. Top, top 3% in KD ratio. I am number 7,992 in the world for score per minute. So, holy shit. How many people play this game? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, how many people play Warzone right now? Player count in 20. What's happening? Total watch time, three hours and 27 minutes and 53 seconds, 16 views, seven peak concurrent viewers. Average view duration was 13 minutes. It was a good episode. Yeah.
So Warzone has a player count of more than 100 million unique users. At its peak, it did. Now it generally has 250 to 500k playing at once. So out of 100 million, 100 million, I'm at top 8,000 for score per minute. That's kind of nuts. Pretty, pretty neat. All right. Have me hanging on.